Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Heyer-Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in. Oh my gosh, Jeff, we're here. We are. Multiple tech issues, but we have made it finally today and got it all off and running. It's always the story of my life is uh, having the uh, technology issues. It's when it works, it's great. When it doesn't work, it's not so great. That that's, that's really true. And here we are from that standpoint. So right this minute, I'm trying to get the chat up and we've got the circle going around and around and around. Yeah. So hopefully that will come on soon because I'd really love to know who's here with us and have them be able to um, type into the chat that we can see here. But if nothing else, I have another computer that I can fire up on the side and be able to see chat from that get standpoint. That. So, yeah. So we'll just plan B it if we can't get it to come up in the uh, main screen on Restream. Um, Restream and we are not getting along in the last couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, this is a big week. We are talking staged. It's our second week of planning. So I'm going to just be quiet, write it down, and uh, let you jump in and start talking, planning targets and working the plan. Oh, my. So here we are. You were, you were quiet last week, though. I was really quiet last week, but I'm not that kind of quiet this time. Not not yeah. quite as quiet as that. You've gotten your voice back, so you're you're off. Yes. Was it a good drinking thing. a lot of hot tea and honey or whiskey? Um, all of the above. By the time it was over with, okay. <clears throat> probably um, by Wednesday I had my voice pretty much back. Okay. And, but if I talk too much, it it still gets me in trouble. So still goes away. I have to watch. Yeah. No, what did you I, just say? It still goes away if you talk too much? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I'm glad you're back and you've found your voice and back to to join us again this week. So this week's another exciting thing. So last week we talked a little bit about taking a look at 2022 and how your 2022 was shaping up as part of our kind of planning uh, process over this month. And we talked about going into fourth quarter, how it's a great time to really start assessing what went well last, I'll say last year, but really 2022, we're you know, yeah. almost through the end of the year. And at least here in Ohio, it is frigid and we're supposed to have the dreaded S word potentially tomorrow. Um, yeah, snow. No joke. Sorry. Uh, so it's gotten very cold here, but you know, part of today, what we want to talk about is part of this planning and how do you set targets for yourself? Or Rhonda, you had typed while I was playing Rhonda last week, aspirations, which I really liked um, talking about. What, is, what are your aspirations for 2023 and what do mm -hmm. those start to look like? You know, and there's a bunch of different ways that you can set those. But last week we talked about outlining your successes, your challenges, um, what were your opportunities and, and challenging everyone to kind of fill up a piece of paper with all of those successes and celebrate the small stuff, not just the large things that we tend to always think about celebrating, but really some of those 
small things that happen because all those small steps throughout the year lead to big results. Um, they sure do. <laughs> as a part of that, you know, some of that is how do you start to set some targets, goals, aspirations for 2023, which is always a, a big question this time of the year. And then the bigger component of that is what do you do once you have that in place? And that's where we get to the work and the plan. Um, because I think so often it's easy to go into a fourth quarter plan, put together a, a plan and get some goals and targets. But if you don't have the right behaviors and things set in that plan to create potentially some new habits on the way that you need to work. And that's one of the ones that we'll talk about, not next week, but the week after, if I'm remembering correctly. Because um, Actually, it, that's three weeks out. Three weeks. Okay, because, three weeks out. Because somebody's um, going to be out of the country next week. So we have, so we're interrupting our planning process for an interview. But the cool thing is we're interrupting the planning process. And it's funny, I was going to do this at the end, but we'll just do it now because we're doing it. Um, next week, we're going to have a guest who I'm really excited to have with me since since you're bailing on me, Jeff, yep. for a really good reason. Um, um, my friend, Teresa McCloy, who just wrote a book called Do What Matters. She is the creator of the real life process. And the real life process is a 90 day planning process. And she um, has a whole concept. And to be honest with you, her process is what I use in planning personally myself. Um, so she's going to be with us to talk about that part. Then when you come back, um, we have two more weeks in planning. Um, the first one is I think about setting your goals. And then the second, I'm sorry to say, I can't tell you this off the top of my head. And then the last one is about um, the habits that you habits. need to create. Yeah. It, can you tell I'm kind of on vacation mode right now? Everything's kind of mashing and running together. Oh, great. Yes. It's it's one of those weeks. I've got the countdown on. There's only a few days, few days remaining. Um, but yeah, planning and, and targets. So a lot of this is to get us back on, on track uh, so we don't veer too far off of what we were supposed to talk, talk about today. Yeah, let's, let's stay focused. Um, a lot of this is really on you know setting targets and plans, aspirations. And I'd love to know, kind of Rhonda, how, how do you do that? Or what does a typical plan or aspiration look like for you um, on an annual basis? Um, I'm really kicking myself because I cleaned off my, I had my 2022 aspirations all written on my, my lovely door, frosted door that, you know, was, but I cleaned it off for the big open house last weekend. So now I'm like, <laughs> um, the way I set my aspirations is first of all, I'm going to go back to the Teresa thing because, um, in her planning process, she talks about areas of focus and it's very holistic. It's your whole life, not just your business. Um, and so I focus on my entire life. What, what is it that I want to create? But it's also about where do I want my business to be by the end of the year? And in order to know the answer to that question, I have to be able to do the visioning. I have to look at the, um, I have to look at what's going on in the world, what's going on in my industry, what's going on around me that might impact me and not only impact me from the standpoint of, oh, gee, that's a challenge that I'm going to need to 
you know, think about a SWOT analysis. What are, what are the threats? But what are the potential opportunities? Because there's new things happening around and I need to anticipate that. And how is that going to be a potential opportunity or something that I need to be aware of so that I can address it proactively instead of um, being blindsided by something. So the big thing in our area is Intel coming in um, because the, I mean, it's just huge that the housing things that are going on around us, the um, support businesses that are going to be needed, how construction is going to be impacted by this whole thing. The implications of this huge industrial change in our area, the ripple effect is, is just momentous. It, it absolutely is. And so as a small business owner, I need to be looking at what does that mean for me? And how am I going to respond to that? Um, as you can tell, you got me on a soapbox. So, and, you know, as a good visionary, I can talk about those kinds of things all day long. But I want you to talk about planning. So now that you know how I think aspirationally, you know, at 50,000 feet, because it's where I like to live. Yep. <clears throat> and a lot of that is what I hear from a lot of times visionaries. You know, they've got the, the big plan and they're looking out at the horizon at all the things that might impact their business and, and what to do and what to pivot and what to think about and what to focus on. Um, one of the things that I really do like that you talked about um, is looking at things holistically, you know, just beyond your business, what you want to get out of life in general, what you want to get out of your business, what are you trying to create for your business, which I think is really, um, really important. But some of that, you know, where the rubber really meets the road, it's good to have these big strategies and aspirations is how are you going to start to measure what success looks like and what direction is north? Um, you know, so often, you know, we don't think about what direction is north. It's kind of, you know, as a small business owner, it's easy to, you know, aim, fire, you know, not even aim, sometimes just fire a buckshot and see, you know, what, what works and what doesn't work. And part of this target planning is being really intentional about where are you focusing your time, energy, capital, to meet those goals, um, yes, which is, you know, such a key. And, and that means for every, you know, business owner, you've got to really look at what you've been doing with a critical eye to determine what's working, what's getting you closer to those goals, what's detracting you from those goals or things that you may have missed or not missed last year. And what, what does that need to look like for you? You know, and some of those, I always tell people, break those down into manageable tasks, right? If uh, I was talking to an owner uh, a couple of weeks ago that said they wanted to grow revenue by $100,000 uh, next year, but I don't know how I'm going to do it. It's such a big number, you know, and we start having this conversation and it's like, okay, well, let's break down how many sales based on your average sale would that be? You know, uh -huh. what would you need to sell in 2023? You know, X number of these items. Yeah. Well, when you start to break that down further on, okay, how many of those do you need a month? 
how many do you need a week? That number isn't, isn't this ginormous number anymore. You've got kind of a rudimentary kind of target, right? You know what direction's north if I need to sell three of these product or service offerings a month. You know, you've got a way to start to look at, okay, if I can do these three things per month, and then where it really gets interesting is through experience and time, being able to break that down to how many activities lead to those results. So if you think about from a sales perspective, if for you to sell three of your service offerings or products, it takes you, let's say it's a, a 30 day sales cycle and you have a 30% close rate, you come back into how many people, potential clients, do you need to be talking to or networking or connecting into certain groups? How many of those do you need to do per month, per week to get to that, that end result? So I think that, you know, one of the key things with the targets that I would, excuse me, like to do is look out what are those activities that are get, going to get you closer to the goals a, a really good one that i can use personally when i set this business up in 2019 i spent a lot of time in networking groups which is where we you and i met it is this is true it is a lot of different networking groups paid and not paid and and everything else and you know when i look back um it, it was purposeful, but casting a very wide net because I was just getting started uh, three and a half years ago. So it was important for me to really get out and connect with the community of business owners that I wanted to work with. What happened uh, 2019 into 2020 for me, I started assessing what was getting me closer to some of the goals that I had for the business. And I started opting out of certain things, not because they were bad, groups or not great people. I met a lot of great people that I still talk to today, mm -hmm. but I start scaling back a little bit more that, okay, my name's, you know, my company's name is out on the marketplace, but this isn't driving me closer to my goals for my business. So some of the things that did, I doubled down on, there were other things I stopped doing and attending. Um, and that's so important to know where are the places that my customers hang out? Because until you learn that, you're spending your time in a lot of places that are not going to get you that ROI for your ROE. Yep, exactly. Not the way I put that One in there. Right? That you, you weave that in. You know, so it, part of that is that was part of my planning going into 19 into 20. You know, the other lesson that I had learned, I felt really good because my calendar was filled with appointments and one-on-ones from people I met in, in networking. You know, so that was one component. The other thing that I learned was that I had my schedule opened way too open for people uh, to book time with me just for networking and one-on-one -on -one follow-ups just to get to know each other, which is all, you know, is really critical but you've got to balance that with running a business. Um, so going, you got to actually do the work. Yeah. Right. Okay. So okay. going into 2020, I made some adjustments where I had only opened up my schedule for one day a week for networking one-on-ones um, so that I would allow basically five days to be opened up for potential customers to book time with me. Cause I was running into, I was too booked up on networking type 
events where prospective clients were having trouble connecting with me. And these are all part of, you know, that setting targets and assessing where you're at, you know, so I've got a pretty good idea of what groups I need to be a part of and participate in uh, for me and for, for my business. Um, I've got an idea of how many people I should be meeting and talking with. Doesn't mean that they all lead to, to sales, but I've got a good idea of who my customer is, who I want to be talking to, who I want to be in front of. And then, you know, for me, it's been learning to protect my time around just the networking type one-on-ones that people just want to meet to get to know you, which is valuable. But, you know, at times those, uh, those meetings for me sometimes are scheduled two to three weeks out um, because I'm being very deliberate about protecting my time. You know, so those are some things that you can do. I've also seen um, business owners when they set targets and kind of start to break this down into activities. I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about this in the upcoming weeks is tracking what those activities that they've done and what results those are leading to throughout the year. So as you figure this out, and maybe you don't have it figured out now, which is okay, but if you think that you've got to meet with X number of people or go to X number of conferences, trade shows, what, whatever, get that set up going into next year. And if you're diligent enough to continue to track and have the discipline against what you think you need to be doing, you should be able to trace that back to the results or maybe some of the targeted activities are a little off you know, with, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing that says that you can't change, you know, your activities and tactics in February, March, April, May, June, July, whenever, uh, in 2023 to meet kind of where you're, where you're at and where you're going. Um, which is one of the things that I always talk about, you know, you've got to create that, that plan and the plan's got to be actionable. You know, so what are the targets that you're going to start the year with and then work that plan as it gets set up? Are you meeting those criteria of whatever it is that you've set? Are they working? Are they not working? Do you need to make adjustments? You know, these are all that go into, you know, working that plan once it's once it's set. I'm sorry, I'm trying to there's there's like a million questions I have, but we're also having some problems that we're live on your stream, but we're not live on mine for some stupid reason I cannot figure out. Oh, so no. Restream and I are going to have a conversation after we're done here. Um, but if people, well, and they can't tell because, you know, they don't, can't see us. So I'm typing to someone. Feel free to keep going. Oh, I do want to talk to you more about... Um, setting targets though and as a i'm going to use the term as a small business that's in the growth stages um sometimes you set a target and you find out that the target you set is really not where the market is going and what do you do when you need to pivot a little bit so you've set this you got this plan for the year but then you start realizing well this isn't exactly the way I thought it was going to turn out, but the opportunities over here, and I really want to talk to you about, okay, so how do you identify where the opportunity is that you need to put that target toward and 
that's A. B is what if where somebody wants your opportunity, where they want you to go is not where you know your business needs to go. Oh, those are, those are really. I thought really I'd just, you know, really nail it right to the wall on that one. Yeah, really good question. So, you know, the first one, I think um, I'm a big proponent of making adjustments to the, to the plan and tweaking. You know, it's kind of like what we talked about with airplanes. They're constantly making minor course mm -hmm. corrections, you know, or else you won't end up at your destination if they just left the autopilot on. You know, there's weather, wind, all kinds of reasons why they make these course adjustments. You know, so I think part of that is in part of your planning, um, thinking about where the market's going. Are you, are you starting to see things that are starting to shift that maybe you can be ahead of that where, you know, it just doesn't smack you upside the face at the end of Q1 when the numbers and, and things aren't where they want to be? And how do you monitor some of that and make cor course corrections throughout the year? Um, you know, I think that's really the, the key is don't set the plan in October, November and, you know, come hell or high water we're just going to keep going with this. If all signs point to that's not where the market's going, you should make the corrections along the way or else you're you're probably going to be teed up to have a really bad 2023. Yeah, that's that's overrated. It It is. Now, the other one is kind of interesting that you had mentioned. What if where you're taking your business and someone else wants to see you go a different direction? Um, that one's actually a really interesting to me for a couple things. So I think if it's someone that thinks that there's an additional product or service that you should offer, uh -huh. um, what I always tell people is spend some time piloting the idea first to see one, is there a market? Yeah. Two, what would you charge for? Is there anyone that would pay that? Um, for that, what are the competitors or other things, or what are the challenges you would have launching that service? You know, and then I think the other thing with that is if all signs point to yes, that this could really make sense, I know this will make probably make you cringe a little bit. I would put together a pro forma, okay, how long? <laughs> you yeah, you knew where I was going with this. How long would you be willing to eat cost if this thing took? a month, two months, six months, eight months to get going, you know, how much money are you willing to put into something before it just isn't viable? Or maybe it's not that it wasn't viable. Maybe you were ahead of your time for the market because it's something you know, actually, new. That Jeff, yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, I know that you think I'm cringing from that standpoint. It's not that I've ever created a pro forma. It's just that you create much better performance than I do. So, you know, I mean, let's let's just phrase it this way i have the ideas you make them real on paper but that's yeah yeah and, you know, sometimes and we do what we're good at it's that's right and it's not that i can't create a pro forma nor that i've never done one it's that that's not the first thing i choose to do with my time yeah. but it's you're funny. but you're absolutely right doing a pro forma is really smart and knowing okay I'm giving me, I'm giving myself a one month run rate to be perfectly honest with you from everything that I've ever seen. A one month run rate is probably a little on the unrealistic side. 
Um, yep. But a six month runway, yeah, that's if you've got a six month runway and you're not where you want to be in six months, then you really need to do some serious considerations. And maybe at three months, you not maybe, and at three months, you need to be looking at it and going, do I need to tweak something here? Is this still realistic? What do I need yeah. to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the other thing I would say is uh, if someone's trying to push your business in a different direction, you know, I always tell people take that with a grain of salt. Um, and some of this might be me being a little bit cynical, but part of it is why is someone telling me to, to do this, right? What's, is there really, is the market really shifting or is there some underlying thing here, right? Are they, is the person moving into the market? Is it um, that they want to chip away at the client base that I currently have? You know, I think it's some of those, if you've got someone pushing you really hard in a direction that you've not gone in and trying to get you to wholesale, kind of replace what you've always been doing, if it's been successful, you know, if it's something that's been flopping for eight months and you've got someone really pushing you to go a different direction, maybe there's something else there in the market that's right. better. Yeah. You know, but if your business is successful, you're happy with where it is, you know, or offering additional services. I've seen this before where people get hung up in, well, it's another revenue stream. Okay. It could be, but how does it fit with whatever your core business is of what you're doing? You know, you don't want to add something on that doesn't really relate. And then it, it almost becomes a distraction to the, the business that you've been building. You know, if it's That's, just this bold on thing that doesn't, you know, the two things don't go together. Right. And that's so important because just because somebody else sees that your business could do X, that doesn't mean that your business for that you're sorry, that your vision for your business going forward has to include what somebody else sees as being a possibility. If, if it's a possibility, great, but is it the right possibility? Maybe yeah. it's a, maybe it's a direction you don't want to go in with your business and it's your business, not theirs. So, I mean, weigh it, but like you said, take it with a grain of salt and I got to say that this has been good stuff, but I know that you had a, um, <clears throat> a, a tool that you were talking about bringing to the table today. And I don't want us to lose sight of that because we got four minutes left, not to pressure you or anything. You know, it's one of those that time goes by so fast when, when you're having fun. And every time that we do these, um, it seems like, you know, we just it goes by so very quick as we're getting in and talking about all these things. So yeah, um, one of the things that we have from uh, last week, so I'll start there, is just a quick one pager that um, folks could use uh, that really kind of recaps what we've done uh, last week, which was what do you start doing? It's just a quick worksheet to kind of keep everyone um, I'll call it everyone honest on, you know, the start, stop, continue on what should we start doing? What should we stop doing? What should we continue to do into next year? Um, which really starts to lead towards this, this plan. And then 
we've got another one around um, for this week around, you know, the what things went well, um, what goals and targets were met or missed for last year or 2022 in this case. Um, brainstorming around different things that you can do and as you start to build out the plan. And these worksheets are just quick, one page, you know, they're not super involved, but things to help you jot down thoughts around this planning so that you can have a pretty solid plan going into next year. You know, I, I always, in my corporate America days, it used to drive me crazy when we didn't have people's objectives together. So people didn't know what the hell they were going to do or what was expected on January 1st. And then it's like, oh, we got to put them into the system by Q1. Well, by Q1, you know, the quarter, a fourth of the year is done. And you're just now telling people what to expect or what their plan is for the year. Like, that's absurd to me. So don't be that person. If you own a business, get your plan together, communicate to your team what the plan is what the goals are, how they fit in their objectives and have it done by January 1st. You know, we owe that to our teams if they're going to help us deliver on our vision for our business and where we want to go. They, we owe it to them to let them know what North and what good looks like in the, the next year. You know, that is so important, Jeff. And as you were talking about that, I was just picturing having an end of the year holiday celebration where you celebrate with your team the things that you've accomplished in 2022 and you lay out for them the goals, the plans, the aspirations, whatever word you want to use for it, whatever word your culture and your company is, this is where we want to go in 2023. So that they go into the holidays knowing where we're going as a company and they can come back after January 1st celebrating and being ready to hit the ground running for where you're going to go. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, that, that whole, you know, doing the objectives and rolling up the goals and all that stuff. Oh my God, that used to drive me nuts in corporate. It's very necessary. I understand why we do it. I mean, you and I were both in, major corporations where the rolling up of the goals was just like, Oh, for God's sake. But, yeah. but in a, and it's even more important in a small company to be able to say, <clears throat> this is where we're going. Here's how, what you do is going to impact us being able to get where we're going, get that buy-in empower them to do what they can do, free them up to contribute at the highest level for that. Excuse me while I get on my soapbox about that one. But really, every one of the people on your team, if they understand, hey, this is where we this is where we got to this year, and here's where we want to go next year, they're going to be all in. Absolutely, and it <clears throat> makes a, a world of difference. And even if you're a solopreneur, do it for yourself. You yes. owe yourself a roadmap, a plan for 2023, so that you don't spend the first quarter, two quarters of the year spinning on what you're doing um, overall, you know, that's just, it's not fair to, to you as a, as a business owner. So take this quarter really to, to elevate yourself above the, the forest, you know, to be able to see the, the trees through the forest, so to speak, and have that plan and that clarity going into next year on where you're at and, and where you need to go. You know, I think that's, 
is so critical and there's no better time than getting it done before the holidays, which is why we kind of teed this up uh, in October into early November. Uh, so before the holidays, everything's done. And Adele looks like joined as well and said, create excitement for the new business year. Absolutely. What a great way, what a great to, way to phrase it. Yeah. You better believe it. That's, that's cool. Thanks Adele for putting that in there. Um, so um, Jeff, you mentioned the two pieces that we've done so far. Um, if the, if people DM either you or me, we can get that to them. Um, yep. We're going to, we'll, by the time we're done, we'll have an entire, won't be fancy, but it'll be a planning process that people can go through. So we'll have that, that they can get at the end of this, but we're adding two. So yep. please, if you'd like to have those two pieces, DM Rhonda Peterson or DM Jeff Hire Jones, and we will get that over to you. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, it was a great, great discussion. Uh, well, we even, finally got on. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Tech, tech challenges <laughs> again. But I will not see you next Monday because I'll be on vacation. But Rhonda and her guest, Teresa, with the real life process will be here. So still in the process. Um, and the process, uh, annual planning process, we're still kind of continuing that on. Uh, so right. I'll be back on uh October 31st, I think is the following Monday. Are you, are you, are you going to be like dressed in your Halloween costume? I'm just asking. I don't know. Maybe I should just <laughs> Halloween costume on. Cause my favorite thing to do before we go live as the countdown comes on is to make faces at Rhonda to try and get her laughing. <laughs> so when we go live, she's just, you know, cackling and I'm just sitting here smiling like there's nothing going on, but it hasn't worked because the countdown doesn't go quick enough. But yeah, that's true. Maybe I will have to do that. Uh, think about okay. doing that. Thanks to look forward so, to. Okay. Yeah, well, I will see everyone in two weeks and Ron and Teresa will be here next Monday to talk about the absolutely. real life. Okay. Take care. Have a great week. Jeff, have a great vacation. See you next yes, week, folks. Yes, we will guys. get our we will get our technology together by next week. All right. Take care. See ya. Welcome to Inflection Point Moment. I'm Jeff Hire Jones. And I'm Rhonda Peterson. We're here today to talk tips, tricks, and resources for growth-oriented small business owners. So let's jump in.